What's up, guys? Nitro Dwyer back with you for the 10th inning. Today, I'm giving you my Pac-12 predictions for the college football season. We all know college football started last Saturday. First game, Miami versus Florida. Florida just squeaked away because, honestly, Miami did not. Like, they looked all right, but their offensive line was the downfall of Miami, and I think that's going to just happen all season. If you want to look back at what I said for Miami or what I said for Florida, Go look at my ACC predictions and my SEC predictions. But right now, this video, I'm doing my Pac-12 predictions for this upcoming season. First, let's start with Pac-12 North. We got Washington. It's last year's division winner, conference winner. I don't think they're winning it this year. I think Oregon will be winning the Pac-12 North this season. And it all starts to do with their quarterback, star in the making, Justin Herbert. Now, Justin Herbert had the option last season to forego his senior year and just go right to the NFL draft. Probably would have been the number one or number two pick from that quarterback spot. He decided to go back for his senior season. I commend him for going back for his senior season. He thinks a degree is more important than playing in the NFL, and I respect that, honestly. Obviously, some coming from someone who doesn't have the talent to play in the NFL like me, I think getting a degree is very important. Good for Justin Herbert. But Justin Herbert is not the only reason that Oregon is going to win. If it was just up to one player, then any football team with one great player could win. No, football is a team sport. Now, Oregon has all five offensive linemen returning this season with four Pac-12 All-Stars from last season on that offensive line. Now, their offensive line, yeah, their offensive line will be great, but their offense last season wasn't really all that to write home about. They were 50th in pass offense, 54th in the run offense, and scored 34.8 points per game, good for 25th in the nation. Those are good numbers, but that's not all-star material. You have to get that better if you want to win the Pac-12. Wide receiver Dylan Mitchell is gone, but he could be replaced by Penn State transfer Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson didn't really get his playing time at Penn State, so he figured he needed a change of scenery. Oregon should be a great team for that with quarterback Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert should be able to get him the ball, make him the number one receiver that he is. Now their defense was all right last season, but they have a loaded they have a loaded recruiting class this season that will help them out. They were 96th in the past defense last season, 42nd on the run, and allowed 27 points per game, good for 63rd in the nation. Now Kayvon Thibodeau will lead the D line for years to come. He's a recruit. He's coming into his first season. He should be great for them this year. And then, yeah, they lost Jalen Jelks, but they have three returning D linemen, which will bring them depth. Now, Troy Dye is back, and the Dutch could be sneaky with their formations this season. Troy Dye, left tackle for them. I think he's one, he's one of the top linemen in the game right now. They could run any formation, honestly, behind him, and they'll do it because he can run block. He can pass block. He can do it. The pass defense was the weakest part of their game with what I said, 96th in the country ranked pass defense last season. But with the recruiting class Oregon has this season, the Ducks should be in good shape. Maybe not this season to have a great pass defense, but next season they'll have a great pass defense. But all in all, I think it's enough to give Oregon the top spot in the conference, but 
they'll have to go through defending champion Washington. Now, Washington, they have Aaron Fuller, Andre Basilia, Ty Jones, all returning as wide receivers. The three leading catchers on their team last season, all back. They have Georgia transfer Jacob Eason, who's 6'6", 228, has the perfect NFL quarterback build to lead them this season. And he has to show that he's ready. He has to get the receivers the ball when they need him. He's got the quarterback build. Now does he have the quarterback arm and the mindset? Their offense last season, somewhat like Oregon's, 61st in the pass offense and 55th in the run offense. Not great by any means. And they only scored 26.4 points per game. But their defense, their defense was the reason that they won the Pac-12 last season. And if it stays anything like it was, I could see them winning again. I just don't think it will be. They were 21st in the run defense last season, 16th in, sorry, 21st in the pass defense, 16th in the run defense, and allowed 15.5 points per game. Good for fifth in the nation. Okay, so their offense didn't score too much, but their defense didn't allow anyone to score. And that's what matters. Defense still wins championships. Trey Adams leads that line. They have an NFL lineman already on their team. Nick Harris, an all-star center. Sorry, Trey Adams, offensive lineman. They already have an NFL lineman. Nick Harris, an all-star center. They have a great line, but their defense, after having one of the best defenses last season, nine starters are gone this season. That's going to be a lot to take up on this year. Yeah, losing losing five, six guys is a lot, but losing nine out of your 11 starters, that's going to be really tough to bounce back from. But they'll have to reload really quickly. Benning Pote moves up front to linemen as with on their defensive line, he'll be the anchor this season. Joe Tyron needs to fill the linebacker spot left by Ben Bear Turvin. Ben Bear Turvin Got drafted this year. Their best linebacker, not a doubt, he was their best linebacker. Joe Ty- Joe Tryon needs to fill that spot quickly this year. And then three members of the secondary are gone. But Miles Bryant, Elijah Molden, Keith Taylor, and Brandon McKinney should fill nicely. Their secondary should be the strongest part of their defense last season. But the front seven will be my biggest concern. That is the reason I have Oregon slipping ahead of them. Their defense will still be effective, but I don't think it will be as effective as last season. So I got the Huskies at number two. Tied for third, I have Washington State and Stanford. Now, Washington State, Gage Dubrud and Anthony Gordon are going to fight for the starting quarterback spot. Washington State came off an 11-2 and season last year. They were great last season. I'm not sure if I would put them in my top 25 to start off the year, but they were great last season. Had the number one ranked pass offense, but on the flip side, had the 129th ranked run offense in the nation last season. One of those can stay the same, and I think we all know which one that is, but one of those has to change. You have to get a better run game going this season. Now, their offensive line only allowed 13 sacks, and they have four starters returning this season for them, which will be great. Max Borgie will replace James Williams, and that, and then after that, it's kind of thin. But they'll still have the bulk of their starters, which is really good. Now, on defense, they weren't anything to slouch about either. They were 47th ranked in pass defense, 
37th ranked in the run defense, and allowed 23.1 points per game last season. Good for 39th in the nation. Their defensive line is versatile, but they lack size. They have speed, they have toughness, but they don't have the bulk in there. Okay, you can have a guy who is 6'3", 250, but if he's the strongest guy you've ever seen, quickest guy you've ever seen, you've got to have him on your line. On the flip side, you can have someone 6'3", 320, but if he can't do anything, what's the good of having him? You don't just need bulk. You need someone who utilizes his size to their strength, and that's what Washington State has. Yeah, they don't have a lot of size, but they have people who know what to do with what they have. They have two new starters out wide for their linebackers, and their secondary will be a big weakness for them. Now, their secondary wasn't bad last season. Again, only ranking 47th in the nation for pass defense, but they lost three starters in that secondary. I think it will be a challenge for them, and I just don't see them going above Oregon or Washington in this conference. I have them tied for third with Stanford. Stanford. Quarterback is a loaded position for him. They have up to three players who could step in at any time and be that number one quarterback. They have KJ Costello, likely will be the starter at 6'5", 215 pounds to go with that 25th ranked pass offense and 123rd ranked run offense from last season. Again, just like Washington State, one of those can stay, but one of those has to go. You have to get better at that run game. The run game didn't work, which is really weird because Bryce Love just two years ago was a Heisman candidate and it did nothing last season with Bryce Love. Now, yeah, it was partly due to an O-line that was injured a lot, but even with that, Bryce Love, one of the best running backs in the nation, you should be able to do something with him and now they don't have Bryce Love. So it'll be tough for that run offense. But their offense overall will still be good. Their pass offense will have to do a majority of their offense like they did last season. Now, five starters return to their defense. But just like in their run, the offense has to be better. Their pass defense has to be a lot better. They ranked 122nd in the nation last season covering defending the pass. And they ranked 40th in the run, allowing 23.8 points per game. 23.8 points per game isn't anything bad. I'm not saying that. They they have the mentality of they're bending, not breaking. Kind of like the 2000 Ravens defense, my personal choice for the best defense of all time. They bend, don't break. You can let them get to the 1, 5, 10-yard line, whatever, through the air. But as long as you don't allow 7 points, you'll only allow 3 points. You're doing your job. That's what Stanford did last season, and that's what they have to do this season. They'll have Malik Antoine Paulson lead their secondary, but the linebacker position is their biggest question mark. Their D-line is a strong point for them, so their D-line and their secondary will be really good. But their linebacker position, it could be really good or it could be non-existent. That's going to be the biggest question for Stanford, but they should do a lot better in their pass defense this season. I think Stanford could be above third place, but... This is honestly a loaded Pac-12. Pac-12 doesn't usually get the recognition it deserves as being a power conference. It is a power conference, but they don't get the recognition they deserve for the quality of teams they put out. Washington, always a top 25. Oregon, usually a top 25. Washington State, easily could be a top 25. Stanford, easily could be a top 25. 
That's four teams right there who could be great this season, all in the North Pac-12. Then, then we got California at number five for me. They have quarterback Chase Garbers could be their starter and their best overall player on their offense this season. For an offense that was 102nd ranked in the pass, 81st in the run, and only scored 21.3 points per game last season, 106th in the nation, they have to do better. Garbers has to show that he is the best player on their offense this season. Now, their top three wide receivers are gone, which hurt a lot, and partly why I put California at number five. Garbers will show that he's the best this season, but their top three receivers are gone. And for an offense that was already 102nd ranked and 81st, losing their top three receivers, man, that hurts so much. Jordan Duncan needs to show leadership on that wide receiver core. He's the veteran right now. He needs to show why he's still there, why he went there in the first place to lead this team in offense. Now, Patrick Laird is gone. Deshaun Collins. Christopher Brown and Marcel Dancy will be in the backfield. They have a good running game this season. Behind a decent offensive line, their passing game is going to struggle this season. That'll be the thing to watch out for. If they can pass, they'll be a good team. But I don't know if they can get the passing game done. Their defense, one of the best defenses in the nation last season, returns eight starters, 25th in the pass, 31st in the run, and allowed 21.3 points per game last season. Their defense, again, will be great. I think the biggest question mark for them is their passing game on the offense. They can run it all they want. Okay, if they're one of the nation's best run teams, you don't need to pass. Go for it. You'll get there with the run, but they're not one of the nation's best running teams, and that's what will hurt them. They need to get the pass going. I don't think they will. That's why I have them ranked fifth, but their defense should be great again. Their, their secondary, all in all, made 21 interceptions last season. Good for most in the NCAA. They'll be great again. And then finally, rounding out the North, I have Oregon State. Oregon State ranked number six. 11 of the 12 starting receivers return. Jake Lutton will be their starting quarterback, but he has to be more consistent this season. An offense that ranked 47th in the pass, 85th in the run, and scored 26.3 points per game. Quarterback position has to be more consistent. Now, Jamar Jefferson and Artavis Pierce are a great one-two punch in that backfield for him. Their O-line needs to rework itself. Their offense should be eh, the best part of their game, but their defense, their defense needs a lot of help. Their defense was one of the worst in the entire nation last season. 101st in the pass, 129th in the run, and allowed 45.7 points per game. Good for second to last in the NCAA all last season. Their defense needs so much help. They need pass rush. They need secondary. They need linebackers. They need everything. Oregon State, the Beavers, will be in last place in the loaded Pac-12 North this season. Now, moving down to the Pac-12 South. At number one, I got Utah. Utah had a good offense, a great run defense last season, and I think they should repeat as number one in that division. Andy Ludwig... Andy Ludwig returns as their offensive coordinator to a veteran group with Tyler Huntley at quarterback after going out last season with a knee injury. He'll be back. Three starters return on that offensive line built around Darren Paolo. Darren Paolo, great left tackle, should be should be 
the mainstay on their offensive line this season. Their offense should be good, but injuries hurt them last season. But even with that, they were still the number one team in the Pac-12 South. So as long as they're healthy, they'll be back on the offensive end. Defensively, they were ranked 52nd in the past, 5th in the run, allowed 18.5 points per game, good for 16th in the nation. They'll be good. Their D-line didn't lose anybody. Their linebacker core lost two of their top tacklers. That'll hurt them. But their secondary lost one player. They still have their three top. They lost their one of their top corners, but they still have their two safeties and one corner. I think everything will still be great for Utah. They're going to rank number one in the South Division. Then tied for second, I have USC and Arizona State. USC a quarter, the quarterback is still up for option. Right now, it's between JT Daniels and Jack Sears. Either one will be a good option for him. They bring back six of their top seven receivers this season. Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown, Michael Pittman, Tyler Vaughn will be three, their three top wide receivers that they're bringing back this season. Then the USC backs will go back. They'll go back to find holes. They're quick and it's they're a quick and explosive group this season. That's what they'll need to be. And then the biggest the biggest thing for me on the offense, they only have two two linemen returning. That could hurt them. As I said in previous videos, linemen are the most important part, I think, of football. If you have a good O line, you can get away with a mediocre offense. If you have a bad O line, you can't do anything with a great offense. So O line will be a test. Only bringing back two starters. We got to see how everyone else comes in. They should be good, though. Then, defensively, their D-line should beef up with Christian Rector's, with Christian Rector. Now, Rector, big boy, he'll be able to rush the QB, get something that they weren't really able to get last season. They were 60th in the pass rush, pass defense, and 66th in the run defense last season. Middle of the pack form, but they should be better this season. Then, going to Arizona State. Arizona State, I have them tied for second. They lost quarterback Manny Wilk, Manny Wilkins, and wide receiver Enkil Harry. Enkil Harry, one of the best receivers in college football last season. I don't think that was up for debate. So, their pass game is obviously going downhill. But, they have Eno Benjamin back in the backfield. I think he's a great option at that running back position, their run game should go up. They were 50th in the run game last season and 66th in the pass game last season. Their passing game might go down, but their run offense will definitely go up. So watch out for Benjamin in the backfield to an O-line that returns four starters from last season. Their defense, their defense looks good, but it'll take time to get everything back in place. They lost six starters last season. But everything this year will revolve around the linebacking duo of Merlin Robinson and Darian Butler. Darian Butler and Merlin Robinson are two two people who should go in right away, make an immediate impact, and show why they're the two leaders of this Arizona State defense, who ranked 49th in points per game last season, allowing 25.1 points. Their D-line has the biggest loss with, with win going. But they should be good. It's not going to be as great as last season, but they'll have a good season. They're tied for second. Now, as you can probably 
you you may be able to hear already that I think the North Division is much more loaded than the South Division so far. You have four potential top teams in the North Division. I think there's only one answer in the South Division, and that's Utah. But I'll keep going. Arizona, I have ranked at number four. Their offense, great last season. They were such a good offense last season, but their D had immense struggles last season. They were 39th and 32nd in pass and run offense, respectively. But in the defense, they ranked 118th in pass defense last season, allowing 32.6 points per game. Whenever you allow more points per game than you score, that probably tells you that you have a losing record. And for Arizona, that's what it told. They had a 5-7 and seven record last season. Khalil Tate will lead the pass and the run game as quarterback for the Wildcats this season. And there's talent behind him if he chooses to use it. One thing I've kind of seen with him so far, he doesn't he doesn't quite have the awareness yet, and that's what all these dual threat quarterbacks do. If they can run it, you'll most likely see not all of them have the awareness yet, and that's something that Tate will have to work on. He'll also figure when to run, when to pass, but if he can get that down, they'll have another top offensive year this season. But their defense has to be so much better. They have a young defense. Almost all their starters return from last season. Last season, very young defense. Almost everyone returns. Their defense will gain experience this season. They'll be better. I think they should even be tied for second two. They'll be a much better team than last season, but I don't know how much better. So right now, I have them ranked fourth. Behind them, I got UCLA. UCLA, their offensive line was just dismal last season. But all five of their starters are back. Again, young offensive line last season, but with everyone coming back, they have more experience. They know the game plan. They should be a much better team on with that offensive line this season. And then Joshua Kelly had 1,243 yards last season with 12 touchdowns with that offensive line. He's back. He'll have an even better season this season. And their run offense wasn't even that good. They were ranked 86 in the run offense, so he was their offense last season. He'll be back this season, making it even better for the Bruins on the run game, and then their passing game is what needs to come out. Dorian Thompson-Robinson should be the starting quarterback, but that should be. He might not be. They have a freshman, Chase Griffin, who could step in at any time. So their quarterback game, if Thompson... If Dorian Thompson's not looking great at the beginning of the season, Griffin will step in for them. I don't think the Bruins have any problem changing quarterbacks midseason since they're not supposed to be one of the top teams in the nation. Now, for defense, on the defensive side, their defensive line gets older and stronger. Defense was not good last season. Ranked 89th in the pass, 100th in the run, and allowed 34.1 points per game, 106th in the nation. They have to work on that this season. But they get older, stronger, wiser, bigger. Then you have then you have starting linebackers coming back. Elijah Gates, Darnay Harris, Quentin Lake all return to a loaded secondary. The secondary should be the strongest part of their game this season. Their defense should be a lot better. Their offense should be a lot better. But I don't know how much better. So... They'll, they sit behind Arizona for me. They'll be in fifth place last season. I think next year the Bruins could be a complete force in that division, but not this season. Then finally, rounding out this division, I have Colorado. Colorado, 
five and seven last season with a 46th ranked pass offense, 100th ranked run offense, scoring 27.1 points per game. On the defensive side, allowed 27.3 points per game, 75th ranked pass defense, 46th ranked run defense. Steven Montez will be quarterback for them. He has to be more consistent. Consistency is the name of the game in football. And Montez has to be more consistent for him. LaVista Chanua went down, but he is healthy and potential to be the best wide receiver in all of college football this season. That is a very big claim, but he is the potential. If he stays healthy, if Montez can get him the ball, he could be the best wide receiver in all of college football this season. Possibly going for a trend two years in a row. Pat 12 quarterback, best quarterback in Pat 12 wide receiver, best wide receiver in the NCAA with last year, Nikhil Harris. He could be that, but Montez has has to has to find help in that passing game other than Chanuel. Now he has that help in the backfield. Freshman running back, Jaron Jaron Merrigan. He will be a good running back for him, but their offense still might not be able to do anything. Their passing offense might. Offensive line, you're not sure how it's going to turn out. They lose three starters. I think it'll hurt them this season. Their pass game should be good, but they're really only a one-receiver team. So, on the offensive end, they'll be all right. Now, on defense, Mustafa Johnson could be the next great edge rusher for them. Their linebacker core of Rick Gamboa and Drew Lewis should be tackling machines. But other than that, that's where they're at. They have great linebackers. They don't have a defensive line. They don't have a secondary. Now, they weren't bad on defense last season. 75th in the pass defense and 46th on the run, allowing 27.3 points per game. But I don't see them doing that this season. So, Colorado will finish last strictly because of their defense for me this season. So, to recap, I have Oregon winning the Pac-12 North and Utah winning the Pac-12 South. Man, that championship match could go either way. I'm going to give the edge to Utah in that game. Just by a little amount, though. But I think Utah could could beat Oregon after a full season, letting everyone play, getting enough time to practice against the potential number one. So those are my Pat 12 predictions for this upcoming NCAA season. If you like this video, make sure to subscribe, like, and share this video. For Nick Wire, 10th inning, see ya.